Welcome to the Let It Bleed podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. Just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. Well... It's kind. Of, it's like, just, this is really weird because it's like you're not right here in front of me. Yeah, it's like I feel like it's, it's, we're talking on the phone, like like when I talk to Caitlin on the phone, who's probably one of the only few people who actually calls me and bugs me on the phone, and it's just like these long silences because we're both doing other things at the same time. Just like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of just odd. Anyways, it's definitely a skill that I think we're gonna have to like get used to because this is this is a, it's a weird format. But, but like, if this shit works, like if it sounds good and it's cool, and once we get over this part of it, if we do, like, goddamn, that is pretty convenient, too. Yeah. Well, especially convenient since I'm sick and don't feel like going anywhere. I've been in my room literally all day. Um, oh, yeah. Get the hell away from me. Yeah. It's been, it's been one of those things. I had to call out of work. And, and it's, it's like, all I have is like a measly cold, you know, every girl, all women are like, men are the biggest babies, but that's just not true because I make babies look like Chuck fucking Norris, dude. Like they just fucking, I thought you were just going to stop there and say, I make babies. I I make babies like seem like badasses because I am fucking ridiculous when it comes to being sick. I get a sore throat. I'm like, no, I'm about to die. You know, send, send help. And damn and pizza or whatever, you know. Well, baby badasses is, you know, in the early running for the uh, episode title. So I like that. Yeah. So anyways, it's that season, guys. I feel like a lot of people after this weekend got sick. It, it was a weekend. It was definitely something that, uh, you know, I definitely had to. Uh, well, maybe if you guys all didn't spend it kissing, you all wouldn't be sick. You know? <laughs> Seriously, though. Uh, seven minutes in heaven. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You got to go in. You got to do it. But and then twenty four hours in diarrhea hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're coming off of a week uh, break here, and we both have, I'm sure, some pretty cool things to talk about. Some interesting things. Uh, what did you just come back from? Well, man, I was just out in uh, at uh, PAX East in Boston, and you know what? I wish I had a more exciting story for that. I went out with all the best intentions to go out and like do some shit, see historic Boston, get to know that place because it's it's one of those areas that you hear about. You don't always necessarily think about visiting, but you're just like, oh man, like this big cultural touch point, like what, what is this all about? And it is like 28 degrees out there and I pack like my normal jacket, you know, Southern California winter clothes. And so I walked outside and I was like, nope, (laughs) I am done with this. Yeah. They're probably out there with some stories. They're probably out there with just some basic ass, like, you know, little hoodie or something like to them, it's probably no big deal. There's a lot of North Face and Gore-Tex and all these very non-flattering outfits out there. So at least I look good, you know? <laughs> there you go. I had that going for me. And it was your first time going out there? Yeah, first time out in uh, first time out in Boston. I, I really didn't feel like I got like a strong, like, you know, cultural, you know, experience over there. So, like, I almost don't want to say, like, like oh, yeah, I went to Boston. And it was just like, I, I didn't really form an opinion on Boston. Like, it didn't... It didn't uh, I didn't do that. So I will I will give it the benefit of the doubt. All I know for sure is that it is cold as shit, son. So I it also cold as shit. Like I know there's probably a thousand people that are like, um, why 
28 or like 35 is like not cold. Well, it's cold to me. Okay. Yeah. Fuck, I fuck that. I ain't digging it. Oh, no way. I had it too nice for too long. I got cold in Joshua Tree, and that's probably how I got sick because that's where I was on Sunday. Although it was. Yeah, your weekend looked much more interesting than mine, according to Instagram. So what's up with that? Yeah. Well, so, you know, I worked and then from work went to Lizard's, um, our good friend Lizard's, uh, little Mad Hatter tea party thing for her birthday. And then from there, I just like ended up waking up on a couch and I was like, oh shit, time to go to the desert because Kevin's band, The Ruckus, was playing. And so from the moment I woke up on this couch, it was just like this instant adventure of just, you know, like us going on our own little fear and loss, loathing in Las Vegas style, like road trip, you know, just out to the desert. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that as far as, as far as the details on certain things. But, uh, you know, we made it out there and it was a really cool event. It was out, um, it was called the SoCal Psych Out that, uh, this, the Kevin's band, the Ruckus, uh, was performing in. And, uh, I guess it was going from Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And, um, they were playing Sunday night. And so we went out and we just got to check out some other bands, meet some really cool people. It was on this private property out near Pioneer Town. Um, and I guess they do this every year, which is really cool because it's not only about the bands, but it's also kind of like this gathering for uh, visual artists. So you get a lot of these these like little visual art companies that do like these psychedelic visuals. Um, a lot of the liquid old school visuals that you would see you would have seen from like, you know, the Grateful Dead generation where they have those old school. Um, what do you, what do they call them that teachers used to use uh, the um, overview things that they were like um, oh like yeah the projector the projectors things. yeah and so they would yeah. use those with like these little mini like glass poles and and liquids and then they would also they would project them onto the rocks behind the bands as well as like digital imagery too so it was you know a lot of it was focused a lot on I had the, a substitute teacher like that once that did that did like this projection like this no, I'm, I'm just fucking around. oh yeah, I was like, just, just like, did he give you guys a bunch of i don't ads? know anything about social studies so here's a fucking two-hour light show <laughs> i was gonna say did he just drop give you guys a bunch a of acid stone in the back like what's going on put some acid in your milk or your twinkies and then just say here you go guys trip out on this get ready for a fun fourth <laughs> period oh man i like that man that's um no, that's fucking dope dude yeah it was cool and they you know did an awesome job and it wasn't over then because you would think like Okay, they're playing at eight o'clock in Joshua Tree. We're probably just gonna wrap it up and uh, go home and chill. No, we ended up mustering up the strength to drive all the way out to uh, Base Waffles because it was still going on that night. And wait, you went from you went to Joshua Tree and back in the same day, and you're like, I'm not done. I'm going to L.A. to do Base Waffles. Yeah, yeah, that was well. I mean, oh, all, everyone Christ. in the band pretty much is. Uh, well, Ed, the band leader, is one of the ones who puts on base waffles. He runs pay- table productions, which is one of the companies that um, oh, okay. hosts base waffles. So he was already like committed to going and Blair is, you know, it, it's kind of like just like a family thing. So we ended up just going and it was rad. You know, we ended up uh, meeting. It, it, it was definitely tiring and took a lot out of me, but it was still worth it to show up and see all the faces and have people be like, Oh, I can't believe you know, you guys made it. And there was also a lot of other people who did the same thing, but from a different spot because there was uh, the Jackson Tree um, camp out this, this past weekend too, which is another... The Jackson Tree camp out? Yeah, there's this little mini uh, f- mini festival 
by the Jackson. Is it Jackson Five theme? The Jackson Collective. Yeah, no, the Neverland Ranch thing. Curl to get in. You know, uh, yeah. So they they had a, a pretty a three day festival as well, and you got some people that made it out to base waffles from there. So I I can't say that I was like one of the only ones. Although I know that many of us are now starting to feel it. You know, um, it's the flu season though. It's it's, Dude, get, it's yeah. going around. Take get your flu shots. No, I. Guys. I, I I think you got like a fuck. Like me personally, I hear that story. I think you deserve like a purple heart or some shit like that. Like that's crazy to me. <laughs> that's too much. That's that's a lot going on in one weekend. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was it was worth worth it. You know, I've been working my ass off and uh, and get to get out there and have some fun. So yeah, here well, we are. From from like uh, from the perspective of of social media, man. I was watching all that. I'm like, oh shit, that looked really fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely planning on heading back out to the SoCal Psych Out next year, probably for the whole time. Um, you know, I, I really only got to see a very small percentage of the bands that actually were there and caught the tail end mm-hmm. of like the actual festivities. So, um, you know, who knows, maybe even jump in on something to play there. So we'll see. It'll be really, really awesome. And that's not too bad a drive, right? From over here, like a couple hours or something? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It's, it's literally like going to Joshua Tree. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. it's right, it's not in the actual national park. It's probably about two and a half hours from here, you know. Okay. Yeah. Still, I don't like going across the street when it's going to take five minutes, like two and a half hours. I don't know if I got that, but that's fucking cool, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely worth the trip with Kevin. Entertaining to say the least, you know. It, it was. Fun. Oh, you're riding in the car with Kevin? Yeah, I I drove him out. Oh, fuck a radio, then like <laughs> you're good, man. Straight up, I took Kevin out there, and I was basically like the band mascot. You know, I was kind of like the guru that just kind of kept them in good spirits by handing them beers and <laughs> uh, you know, some packing some bowls and that whole thing. Just uh. Well, everybody's got a calling in life, you know? Yeah, if there's one thing I'm good at, I have that, like, Matthew McConaughey-esque vibe for, like, partying, you know? That, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, the I don't know, there's there's this movie coming out that's basically just, like... Well, it's it's because you dress for the job you want, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, essentially. I guess there's that new movie that's out with him called The Beach Bum or something like that, where that's pretty much what the whole movie is. It's about just him being that guy, being that character. That just goes around and just is Matthew McConaughey, like the type, like full on the ki- dazed and confused Matthew McConaughey, like that mixed with the kind where he in real life where he was like n- naked banging on bongo drums, sort of thing, getting arrested for doing that. You re- getting arrested for bongo drums? You never, you never heard about that or like saw anything about that? Like, I guess he got. Was he in the fucking Footloose town? Like, how do you get arrested for bongo drums? I know, no, he was naked playing bongo drums and smoking weed. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if you got so arrested. So it's the nudity that's more of the offense than the bongo drums. I'm not necessarily sure that he got arrested. I just remember there was some sort of scandal about it where he was naked playing bongo drums and smoking weed, and I think that this perhaps was in a place that. Um, and, that seems and, pretty on brand. I don't know what the controversy is. Right. Well, the, during a time where weed was not as accepted as it is today, and probably in a place that it is even less accepted, or you know, California or whatever. I don't know. I, I, oh, was this pre Matthew the Matthew McConaughey of like 2012? <laughs> I would say that this was definitely before 2012. But again, okay. again, I could be wrong. So this is like failure to launch Matthew McConaughey. We're like, <laughs> dude, we're not like 
We got no love. We're not like not. We're not taking any of this shit. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly what was going down. Maybe he was playing super loud and just pissing people off, or maybe I'm completely wrong, and you guys could fact check me. But but that's kind of like the idea that you know I guess people have about him is he's just like that. Hey 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 hey, you know that kind of guy. <laughs> well, all you Matthew McConaughey heads out there, fucking write in, right? Let him know how wrong he is. Yes, exactly. And I'm. I'm done with Matthew McConaughey puns for the whole episode. I promise. <laughs> Please don't turn this off. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, oh, what else is going on in the world other than Matthew McConaughey? I mean, just living the life of a uh, white boy Rick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were done. Man. Another one I got to see. Got to check that out. Nah, it was cool. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, definitely check that out. That shit's dope, dude. For sure. But nah, it's cool. Like, uh, Chris just moved back in uh, yesterday. Dope. So the house mm. just got a little bit funnier. Oh, it's a fuller house now. It's a full house. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So when are you going to have There's the party? There's more felonies than Lori Laughlin's. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, your pun game is a little... I'm going to call you little pun. I feel it. I'm going to call I you little pun. <laughs> little pun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I sound like a SoundCloud rapper that's like playing at the observatory for $5. I am so shocked that there's... I'm not sure I'm into that. I am so shocked that there's not already a little, a little pun. I mean, there was big pun, but there's no little pun. That is just not equal representation of the puns. That's that's a that's a big pun like uh like impersonator. Yeah, well, I mean, little pun like it would just have to be. Uh, you gotta have like the balance, you know. One raps like I, I, like in his style, and then you gotta have one that goes like just really fast or something, just like like a mouse, damn. like you know. It sounds like it. He sounds like a Xanax rapper. Like I feel like I would show up there and be like. Percocet or whatever, like, nah. Pretty much, man. But like, okay, actually, I just I just watched this fucking crazy uh, documentary yesterday, and I feel like this is the kind of shit that like I would say, and then you would already know about it. But you ever heard of uh, Rodriguez? Yeah, he's like just a dude. Oh, dude, that's a that was dude. a mind blowing one. I think I brought that up before. I think I told you to watch it actually, um, in one of the oh, previous podcasts. You? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh shit, man. Stories like that, like it's it's stuff like that. That you watch and you're just like, wait a second, this is some, you know, rewritten part of like, they just some, the programmers went back and rewrote this into this thing and just dropped it oh, on yeah. us, like updated our fucking drives. And it's like, oh yeah, all of a sudden this happened. You didn't know about it, but this shit happened. It was there. Like there's a bunch of like, <laughs> like extra dimensional beings that were like, okay, pfft, come on. Come on. Like that's not real. We need to throw something like, in there. Well, they're, they're probably tired the way we are of all the same boring shit to watch on Netflix. So they're like, mm-hmm. we gotta, get, we gotta be able to make up some story. There's some, something that happened in history to give them something to make and talk about, you know? I know it's fucked up, man, because we're living this shit. It feels like the series finale and I'm getting a little bit nervous. Like, I don't know if we're going to get picked up for like season, you know, 2020. I don't know. Like, I'm not super confident. I don't know, man. I think we got a long ways to go because Antarctica, all the pyramids and everything are still under ice and shit. This is like some uh, game. Of- our fan base is waning. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It's under, it's under ice and shit. I've, I've been watching Ancient Aliens all day. And, uh, you know, I've got some <laughs> of course, cold, of course. cold hard information uh, about about that. So anyways, but yeah, Rodriguez. I feel like at this point you have seen all of them like three times. But actually... On your uh, recommendation though, last week though, I checked, I watched, uh, I just fucking burned through all of Love, Death, and Robots. Right. 
fuck that shit was dope <laughs> right that shit was really good i i'm telling you man it's like our generation's heavy metal and i'm not sure if you ever got a chance to check out heavy metal back from uh like the 80s or the 90s or fuck like pretty sure it was like the late 80s but it was it was obviously a lot at the time it the animation was was amazing and dope but you know it's kind of the same same type of concept as that so this reminds me of like heavy metal mixed with black mirror mm-hmm. you know yeah i thought that was like it was just such a inspired concept and simple and like i gotta imagine like that because they're so short like 10 to like 20 minutes right and like just everything was just so tightly compact and like well done it looked like it was just all these different like hands in it that were making it i keep wanting to go back to like check the imdb and look at all the credits for like you know who's doing what i do believe but it is just seeing all the different i do believe it is a bunch of different uh people like just submitting their shorts and they kind of like or or they might have like given them a sort of you know time limited and I, i'm not sure either but I, that's what it seems like it seems like they're all made from um a, a bunch of different um filmmakers you know animators mm-hmm. since uh yeah because it varied so much in tone and style and like some of them were just fucking incredible man yeah i love that uh the third one the um the doppelganger one or whatever well you know the one interesting thing about that show is that for everybody they play differently the order in which they play is different what yeah there was even a whole article on it um about that because people were like what the fuck because for me, I think the second one was the three robots. And so when like our friends had seen... That, that was the same for me. Okay, so then a, a few of our friends went and saw that. And then they went to somebody else's house. And they were trying to play, like, going to the second one. Like, wait, where is it? Where is it? What the fuck? And, you know, they couldn't find it right away. And then, then they realized it was, like, moved. And there had been this article that came out saying that there was... um that they i guess people were complaining or wondering that they were like targeting specific people based on their demographics for with certain episodes i don't know i i heard a few a few different things about that but it was really whoa i've got to look into that that's fascinating yeah but i think that they just mixed up the order of it like just to just to be random but so the, that's that's still pretty cool. The, like I guess I, the third. I wonder one. if that's a way to like democratize like all of the things. So it's like, oh, we're not like saying this person's story is better than somebody else's because it definitely felt like there was a lot of unique hands in there. I don't know. That's that would be cool. Yeah, because then you know maybe sometimes people might not get to the end, and this way it gives everybody's a chance to be seen. But yeah, that one was great. Um, and the third one, the one you're talking about, which one was that one again? Say it. The one, uh, the one where like the chick uh, just kind of like wakes up in a hotel room, and then she sees the dude that like shoots. Oh yeah, her. yeah. So then you you saw it in the same order that I saw it. Then I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. That one was crazy. Yeah, that that was. Yeah, that one was like like I just love the animation style of that. It reminded like, me super like gorillas, real, but like. Yeah. Like Huel, that uh, artist that did the girls. In fact, I even saw him post uh, a still from that saying how much he admired the animation on that one. Oh damn. The some of that like some of that stuff looked like they borrowed directly from him. Like that um the what's it called? Like Aquila Blue or something like that? The one about the the robot artist. Right. Yeah, that one was another very interesting one. I did like uh I I did like the style of animation on that one. Um 
yeah super trippy that was fucking sick. like so many there's so many different things that like i gotta go back and watch the whole thing again yeah because it was just so like oh just packed in there and like just dope man so I, yeah good call on that one yeah yeah for sure but back to rodriguez so you know people are like what the hell is rodriguez like uh, i don't know oh, with, without giving you know it away too much but it's yeah okay but don't don't give away like what happens in the middle because i just i had to fucking like oh what the fuck like that just my brain exploded yeah but like okay let, let Go ahead and take it from the start, then, because it sounds like you you probably know more about this than I do. Well, so the thing with his music is that it's fucking good, you know, and it was pro- it was produced really well. I was well. like, how have I never heard of this guy? You know, and it's funny because I had heard the song um, "Crucify Your Mind" on, and I think it was Vice Principles, like toward one the the last season of Vice oh, Principles. Really? I I'd seen I'd heard the song, and I'm like, who is this? And I thought like it because it sounds in between bob dylan and donovan like it's something like right in the middle of both of those who i love you know i love both of them and then it's like who is that and i remember shazamming it and it said rodriguez and i didn't think anything of it and then i'm like Mm. watching um you know this i'm browsing through the documentaries or whatever on netflix and i see rodriguez and so okay whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out and watch it and it you know the little captions and <clears throat> so the like the little thumbnail photo and everything just they don't do it justice you know when you watch it you're like holy shit this is insane and yeah what 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 caught our eye was like like or like oh okay it looks all right you know, we're just looking for something completely random to watch and then we're like oh but like the ratings on this is pretty high and then i googled it i'm like this thing won like four academy awards what the fuck i've never heard of this shit and that was like just a couple of years ago yeah you know and it's crazy because from what I understand, the dude is still just living the way he's chose to live. Ah, spoilers. You know, but yeah, I'm not giving anything, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, you know, <laughs> that, uh, yeah. Sorry, go watch it. But then, uh, if you're going to watch it, skip ahead, uh, a minute or, or yeah, skip ahead one minute. But yeah, dude, like that's, that really blows me away. Like that was such a, a portrait of like, artistry to like see the dude when he actually shows up it's like oh surprise like everybody thought this like mysterious like artist from out of nowhere that was just the biggest of all time was dead that's like oh wait no he's not that was like wrong and just to be that guy like fuck right i was just like that's so crazy you were laying bricks like a month ago (laughs) and now you're playing an old song that you thought nobody had ever heard before to just screaming crowds of 40,000 people like well, a month later. What about to wait all That's that time insane. to realize that like you had that in the first place? Like not thinking you had that and then like being like what that's like some black mirror shit. Like some like what? Like this exists? This is crazy. Like if Yeah, I feel like even with with like if it, if it was like dramatized, like you would see him like just lose it. Like it corrupted or something like that. Like all that all that shit going to his head. But, like, he just remains this, like, humble, like, just monk-like figure. I'm like, yeah, damn, this dude is just impressive. Like, almost it almost gives you, like, a, uh, almost kind of like a Bowie vibe. Well, like, in that, like, I'm like, oh, shit, you are a true, like, artist, well, you know? There, so there's that. I, I wondered about that myself because I'm like, okay, either this dude is just, like, super humble and chill or he's already just like, like it's like a defense mechanism 
that he has not is not allowing himself to like get caught up in it because he's already like decided or settled or been okay with the fate that he's like chosen, you know, or, or the path that he's mm-hmm. been on. And so it's cause, cause you're right. Like it is, it's one or the other. Cause you're like, how could you not get that much more excited and, you know, just like lose your mind over it? <laughs> you know, like that, it just, it seems like the last thing that like I would choose if it were happening to me, you know, like you would think like, Oh man, like you don't think that you can consider that as a possibility. Yeah. Like, like, just continuing to be a day laborer while also realizing that you've sold millions of records. Oh shit. Wait, I told people to come back. All right. That's it. No, we're doing this. But yeah, that shit was dope, dude. Yeah. That was really crazy. I bro. did watch man like Mobine as you told me to though. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think, bro? I think it was cool. I, I liked it. I think it was funny. Um, it's definitely like so I could see how in its own way it's it is like a similar show in its own way to like Letter Kenny maybe because of like it's just you got the characters in this kind of like small area or this like town this part of town which like they have like their own thing going on and uh except it's more obviously it's like more serious like the content or like the like the you know themes or like what they're what they're actually covering is like a much more you know um important talking about like uh you know the issues with race and and you know just uh everything that they go through in certain parts of of this london town um and just kind of like shining a light on like what life is like for a certain group of people that you don't really see um over there that that was like the most like you know craziest like thing to me with just like getting like that portrait of like a a culture and people that like we don't really have one of right you know you got because you know at first when you're watching it um and i I have to admit that i was like listening to it a lot as i was working um while it was playing too but um you know you hear the accents and everything and you you know even though it's english put the subtitles on put the subtitles on yeah well yeah you know um you still just it's you're like, wait, this is, oh, wait, yeah, this is in London. This is our, in, in England, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. this is going on over here. Cause you kind of would expect it to be like South Africa or something like that, you know? Um, yeah. Where it, it's a little bit more, um, even more diverse than that. That's, that's just kind of like what I was getting from it. But like, yeah, cause you would, you could watch a bunch of movies about London or shows about London or, or England and like they would, none of them would like seem see like that, that perspective. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's just like, that's like the kick I'm on or something like that. It's just like, like relatable stories about like, uh, I guess cultures that like, you don't have a ton of exposure to. Yeah. I feel like that's like probably a little bit too heavy of a way to word it. Cause it's like, like if you see the show, you're like, Oh, it's not a very like serious show, but it's like, yeah, no, like I, I, I dug that shit, man. Yeah. I like that he also like you know makes fun of himself a lot like in the show. It's it's really cool. He's kind of like he's not like. Oh, I a, love that that deadpan uncle that's always talking about his titties. Oh like, my shit god, dude, all... that guy, the uncle, is the best, the best character. He's so good. He's the funniest one. Yeah, he's my favorite. He's just always trying to like mess with him, but then at the same time, he's like, only I can mess with him. Like you know, you can't mess with him when he gets into yeah. the fight with that dad. Oh gosh, that was great um yeah that shit is good man so yeah that's like oh i want we watched like a 
some randomly we we put on like a French stand up com- like stand up comedy like special. Oh yeah. Or like that was just like just in the background. They're just like a weird like a weird thing. It's like oh okay it like, and then we had the subtitles on so like we could we knew what they were saying. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't know. It's just just a trip. Like things like that just like are kind of fascinating in their own little way. Right. So now did you go and watch Letter Kenny? I I had every intention to, and then I I put on Love, Death, and Robots, uh, and okay. like Hulu. Like I actually did like try to look it up because like the hotel is like, oh, you can get Hulu on there. But then like I actually tried to type it into the search bar, and it like wasn't. I got frustrated. I was like, this is stupid. Um, and I was like, let me just see this Love, Death, and Robots thing. And then I saw the first, the first one was like all this like really intense like just gritty. Yeah, that cartoon. That first like, one was like, oh shit. When you this is gnarly, and then I got super sucked into that, so I'm like, ah, oh, damn it! So I, I did fully intend to come in with a Letterkenny story, but uh, it's probably got to wait till next week. Yeah. So what was your out of all the Love, Death, and Robots one? Which one was your favorite? Oh fuck, that's that's really hard. I mean, I think that um, God, I feel like I have to like look at a list of them now because I just fucking cranked through them all. Because there were some of them that were corny. There were some of them that were. Like they all just varied so widely in tone. It's hard to even like compare them to each other. I really like that yogurt that, one though. was fucking hilarious. I love that yogurt one. The yogurt but it's one. Like, yeah. Hmm. It's like the shortest one. It's like five minutes. They oh, talk about how like like they made a pact yes. with the yogurt and then the yogurt like yes <laughs> like the, stole the shit. It's like how will humanity survive? The, like, like very Disney sentient yogurt. Like the very like new Disney like Pixar type of one that they did. It like it, it yeah. just seemed like something like a little Pixar short, like a yeah, um yeah. I know that it had that like fun tone to it, but it was like te- I don't know that, that it was it was just such a weird like like uh, I guess that was it like a weird like mix of tone. You know, it was just like inherently something like I wasn't expecting. I think that's what like really drew me into that shit because I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Yeah. Okay. I do like that about the show. I like that they were so different. Like, it's kind of like, you know, Black Mirror or like, uh, you know, where they, they just kind of all have like a slightly different um, tone to it. Some of them are a little bit more lighthearted than the other ones. But um, I, I, well, I really do love what they're doing. Like, it seems like, um, like, you know, like how they had like uh, the comedians, like the half hour series, but they're just like featuring like up and coming comedians, like in one club. Like, I'm sure it's super cheap for them to produce and they're giving them like 15 minute sets. I feel like this was like, the animation like short story like small studio version of that i'm like oh fuck like i think that's a really cool concept that's like okay where you're not like you're not like limited to either a 30 minute show or a 45 minute show and like just kind of letting people be like truly like like not confined to any kind of like format i'm like fuck like i think that is really cool i think that's why you get such like you know distinct voices and some of them are corny and a little bit like weird you know but uh did you find it at all misogynistic oh yeah you do oh like like some of them some of them like some of them were some of them i i don't i think they took some pretty serious they were a little bit callous with some like pretty serious matter but like honestly like that's not something that i think like i feel strongly enough about where like i would put it into the review of that you know apparently like a, a friend of mine uh, uh mark was actually like getting uh you know uh beaten up verbally by a bunch of uh, people saying that it was misogynistic after he posted that how much he liked it you know but i'm thinking to myself like 
I haven't really seen a show that had like some of the most badass like female characters in them. Like there was the one where there was the like space one where you know she saves her own life like from floating off in space. Like oh wait that oh shit I fucking forgot about that, that one. one was like Yo, to me like that the one was most, like intense like that's like the most Dude, realistic. Okay, I think I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Yo, that was crazy. That one was like what? Oh, man. Like to do that, that's like 127 hours meets The Martian, all in like a Dude, five gravity. minute thing. Like yeah. fuck yeah. And in five minutes, they told that I'm just like. <gasps> I like couldn't breathe by that. I'm like, it just it would get to the end of it, and then I would look at the runtime and be like, "Wait, that shit was on for literally eleven minutes. Like, why am I crying? Yeah, like, what's going on here? Like that's like that's that is some powerful, concise storytelling. Exactly, and it's probably the most realistic out of all of them too. And as far as like a futuristic, uh, you know, yeah, something that it's it, not it, like it, taking, yeah. But yeah, oh man, I, I dug it a hundred percent. I I can't wait to uh, have more. Hopefully, you know, or at least more shows like that. Um, oh man, I'm sure I'm sure that they've got to like bring that back because I feel like well I I don't know I don't want to like actually like guess at how much that costs to make because it seems simple but actually that kind of animation was probably pretty expensive for a lot of it some of it's like damn near real life <laughs> you know some of it's like just it, it's... well that's on like how did they do like, like that's why the um the uh doppelganger one like like tripped me out so much because i'm like how did they do that like there's no way that like it's like part motion capture part like borderlands cells shading style like animation just like whoa yeah some state of the art stuff for sure uh, dude yeah i was aim fucking pressed <laughs> oh well anyways what is going on in the rest of the world phil oh in the rest of the world man well you know i tried to uh keep it light because shit is getting i don't know it's weird there's there's a there's a mix of stories here maybe i'm just like Maybe it's like a defense mechanism where I'm just like gravitating towards positive stuff this week and just like making fun of the negative stuff. Um, and so there's, yeah, there's a couple of topics that I came, uh, you know, like prepared, written out because I, I joined, or like I got back into Facebook, you know? And so I've actually been like talking with people and engaging stuff and I'm like finding myself just like writing and I'm like, okay, I'll just leave this comment. And I'm just like, oh, that was like, uh, uh, Dickens novel over here so maybe I should like you know calm down again because I didn't write back in full uh, head on into that but it's cool because it's also like really helping me like it's like a you know it's a cathartic exercise that's helping me like focus like what's on my mind that week in, in like this kind of weird roundabout way so like man what's been on my mind this week is Let's see. I, I didn't format this well. So there's like fucking 25 tabs that like, and I don't know what all of them are. So let me go in order then. And I'll spend about as much time on them as I think that we need to, because, you know, if there's nothing to, uh, if there's nothing to really do about it at the moment. I don't like to uh, kind of just impotently like just scream into the wind there. Um, but I would say probably the one thing that is not getting a lot of mainstream coverage that I think is super important this week is like we found out the depth of how many security clearance overrides that the that this administration has been given out. And so that means like people who were coming into high ranking jobs in the federal government, like, you know, top secret, 
you know, all of the, you know, important shit in the country. Like, you know, people know how serious that is. Like, you get vetted, like, a lot. Like, they look at everything. They talk to everybody you've ever known. They really need to make sure that, like, you are clean, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes things pop up, like, things that are, like, you know, oh, you uh, didn't pass a, you know, you you tested positive for uh, marijuana or some shit like that. Like, that'll put up a flag. And then, you know, they'll interview you. They'll see. They'll kind of look into it. They'll say, like, all right, what's up with this? Oh, you know, I did back in the day or something like that. Not a big thing. They go, okay, this person is a drug addict or something like that. And so they make some common sense things there. And they, you know, there is a whole process. A lot of people, like, in CIA and FBI, like, they... They, you know, they, they vet these people and, uh, there are 25 people now who like, it is pretty rare for there to be like an override of like the security specialist recommendations and stuff like that. Like if you didn't, you know, if somebody didn't pass and it's like a a pretty obvious thing, like that doesn't really get vetoed ever. And there's been like 25 vetoes. And to me, the most flagrant ones are with uh jared kushner and ivanka trump like all the security experts were like yo don't know these guys cannot have a security clearance because they are clearly like they are subject to so much like blackmail and all these other things that could compromise them from foreign governments and the president said hey my chief of staff can you do it and the chief of staff was like uh no that's like blatant selling the country out like i'm not gonna do that and so he just went ahead and did it himself. And now we've got his son-in-law, the boy wonder, J- uh, Jared Kushner, who is just finalizing a secret deal to sell nuclear arms to Saudi Arabia that we, or not nuclear arms, but nuclear technology, which can pretty easily and quickly be turned into nuclear arms. So he just came one of the most brutal dictatorships in the world responsible for the most horrific uh, genocide going on right now in Yemen. <coughs> and we just handed them nukes, basically, for personal short-term profits for the people in the White House after they'd overridden all of these security concerns and red flags that were raised by, that were raised by a bunch of people in the State Department. And it's, uh, it's like, oh, man, it's, it's a complicated story. And it, 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 it needs... There's a, there's a lot to it, you know, it, like, like you really have to like kind of do some digging in to realize, oh shit, this is like super, super bad. And it, that's why I think it has not gotten, you know, nearly as much play as everything else going on, because it's really hard to distill this down to, you know, something that can fit in the, uh, in like a five minute, 10 minute chunk of the A block of a news report before they go to commercial. Even right now, I'm really not doing that good of a job explaining it, but, you know, I'm trying to get the the general idea across, like, yo, this is something that we should all be, like, panicking about. So, but like, why... It is also... Why would yeah, her, Ivanka's husband, have anything to do with making any deals to any foreign people like that? Like, what... Does, what does he do like i don't i'm not exactly sure what he does oh yeah no he didn't no, he didn't have any like government experience really or dealt with this he stuff he just comes in uh, and he's like, he oh, just yeah. had a lot of very suspicious contacts with uh you know basically foreign governments like this whole uh, you know this whole axis of uh corruption and like you know criminality that is rampant through places like 
rampant through like a lot of these despotic regimes. So like Russia and stuff like that, Saudi Arabia, like it's he like Kushner is the kind of dude who helps them cover up the uh, the murder of that American journalist uh, a few months ago or six months ago. I think it was now. Like it's stuff like that that people just like forget. It's just like out of their head because we're on to the next crisis, and it's 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 easy. that's why that's why I'm actually glad that I'm taking these moments during the show to really highlight those things because this is like super important stuff. And unless you are obsessive and really like eating and breathing this stuff, like of course things like this will you know kind of fall by the wayside because it's 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 not as uh, it doesn't get as many clicks, it doesn't get as many eyeballs as, you know, 2020 horse race coverage or, you know, the fact that Donald Trump has clear dementia, as is evidenced by yesterday, in that he, like, he couldn't find the word orange or origins. And he what? Like, so he, in three times in like 49 seconds, instead of saying the word origins, he kept saying the word oranges. <laughs> and you could tell like but like it wasn't just like oh it's a the slip of the tongue like a like a like a gaff you know because like that happens all the time fuck i almost just did it right now but like there was something to it that i think to me was very startling because i have i've seen it in person before like you know when your brain starts to go from like a stroke and stuff like that and people you know they they can know, they can think it in their head. They're like, oh, the word is origins. Like, I know what I'm trying to say. And their mouth, like, just does not come out with it. Like, that's, that's a, if it happens in a consistent level, it's a pretty serious thing. And that's on the same day that he just claimed that his father was from Germany. He went on this whole big rant uh, about how his dad was from Germany. But his dad was born in New York, raised in New York, full-blown New Yorker, always been American, this is well documented, been talked about before, but he just won this big thing yesterday talking about how his dad was from Germany. And it's to me and a lot of amateur people, uh, you know, psychologists out there are saying like, you know, this is actually pretty serious, uh, you know, indicators of things like uh, dementia. I thought his dad and was early, from, like early I thought his dad like was from like a foreign country though, from Germany. Oh, no, he is from, oh, drop my phone. Hello, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he is from. Uh, he's from New York. His grandfather is from Germany, and I guess he used to claim that his dad was Swedish, and his dad used to tell people that because he had a you know a hotel something about like not wanting to offend like Jewish patrons or something like that. So, I mean, there's that, but like that has been openly discussed and. And said like, okay, yeah, but we know like that's why he did that, and that's why that was said before. But it's just it's just a strange thing to lie about, like many of these things. But it really, to me, calls into question. Like, he's a seventy-six-year-old man who like just drinks Diet Coke and eats uh, double du like you know McDoubles all day. Like it is actually pretty. I don't know. It makes a lot of sense to me if he is just losing his shit I, right I was actually thinking about that i don't remember if it was this morning or yesterday at some point when i was just like laying down like kind of half asleep or not i don't know why it came to my mind but i'm thinking like 
how long does this guy like legitimately have? Like he's not like a healthy person, you know? And, and I mean, it's not really like the most productive thing to to think about anyway. It's like not, it was just a random thought, mm. you know, it was just kind of like, like this guy is no, like, up not. there in age, you know? And it's, it's like, what the hell? Like, you know, it, it's, it's just so strange that, um, that he's actually doing as well as he is in my mind with the way that, you know, I, I can't imagine him being like a healthy person. I mean, obviously he has oh, money yeah. to like well, I mean, eat healthy if he wanted to, but I can't imagine that he is, you know, like you're saying, it seems like he just will, like he does the American thing and is like going to eat like bad stuff. And I'm over here at 31 thinking like, fuck, dude, I'm not going to make it to 35 if I keep eating the way that I do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's like, you know, that was my thought go about that whole thing. Now, so. The rumor is, uh, of course, all of this, all, all of this stuff is, you know, conjecture like not uh based on facts and so you know somebody's listening to it, like i realize that this is like you know uh not fair characterization sure. to do to somebody but hey it's 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 the publicist of public figures i'm gonna talk about it right and i think it's okay but um no nah, like there's uh, a lot of rumors and like former uh apprentice uh you know uh production people who said like oh yeah he's got a giant adderall problem like he used to crush that shit up and snort it all the time and that's like he just just keeps himself going off of that. Jeez. I was like, oh, okay, that. I mean, it kind of makes sense to me, you know. Well, it, it's it's insane that somebody can like that's what I mean. If if it's really doing all that stuff, you know, that his heart is still ticking at this point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, crazy, and I guess it's not it's not without prece- uh, without precedent either. Like, uh, like I don't know if you know, like JFK just did a fuckload of meth. Yeah, I mean, I would because, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. It was like it was. I wouldn't. Doubt I was watching it. a, uh, yeah, but I was watching a, a a drunk history episode. I'm just like, oh shit, wait, that's how it went down. Oh fuck, how did wait, so that's in, like my go-to background. Like. In drunk history, they talked about JFK just doing sh- like smoking some meth or like do what was he? How did no. What it was is that he had uh, uh, some kind of uh, condition or disease. I forget what it was. And there was this doctor, Dr. Feelgood, who was like a famous Hollywood doctor at the time who worked on a bunch of people, who was like, oh, I've got this, uh, I've got this, you know, elixir that's like going to make you feel better. It's a shot, you know? And like, he goes like, let me, let me give you the shot. And then he's just like, oh, shoot, I feel, I feel great, man. Like, let's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let's do all this. And he's just high as fuck. And then like, he kind of didn't find out until later that like, Oh no, it's just, you're just straight shooting meth. And yeah. And apparently like some other, so a bunch of crazy shit went down. That's like kind of the cliff notes. It's like, I don't know how much, like I had loosely kind of heard of that story and didn't really believe it at some point. Like I never like enough to like look into it, but I'm like, Oh man, like that's uh that's a fucking trip. And it's like, damn, you could like be in the white house and like, be pulling that kind of stuff and you know the world's kind of around to to keep your secrets for you like that so i'm like you know for everything that we do know about what's going on there's gonna be a shitload that we don't well i imagine that there, and, there was a lot less whistleblowers out there back then too that as there are like today or people that you know would be willing mm-hmm. to like expose the truth you know Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that because of the fact that like, you know, we don't have, they didn't have videos and, uh, you know, audio and stuff that could actually prove things as easily as they do today, which it still doesn't seem as easy to prove 
<laughs> even though it should be uh, for a lot of things. But um, yeah, it's it. Well, it's gone. It's gone so far in the other direction. They're like, well, you know, like it doesn't take that much to cast some doubt. And then it's like, if you've got, uh, you know, you you can build up a whole empire, make a whole living off of, you know, sowing doubt and mistrust and just repeating lies it's it's like this whole infrastructure that they've got that actually keeps them in power that keeps 40 percent of this country just completely beholden to them because like you know there's enough out there to sow doubt if everything is conspiracy or everything can be explained by conspiracy without really having to go into that much more detail or or explanations then oh whatever you want to be true like it just becomes a rorschach test everything is a conspiracy or you know or it's real. Uh, it just so happens the other side, like, like you know, I I get how that is. It's a it's a dangerous thing. It muddies those waters, and I don't I don't know how to deal with it. You know. Yeah. I firmly believe in a lot of them, and sometimes that's it. Always makes me second guess myself too, because like I don't come out here just like, well, at least I try <laughs> I try not to, but I try not to like drop some shit that like I really am not feeling pretty confident about yeah i mean i definitely think that we just need to wake up the aliens living in the pyramids in antarctica so they can come and wipe out the reptilian race and just like take over and restore order to the to the universe okay so i see you saw that alex jones deposition then too <laughs> no i didn't yeah that shit was wild man. wait did you hear that did you hear that quote he's like no he was in court and you know because they took him to court over all the stuff he was doing to like the sandy hook parents and he had he had he admitted in court he's like i was his defense was he was under a form of temporary psychosis that made him believe that everything was a conspiracy or like a false flag operation well he he basically said that on rogan when in in that interview you know he was like admitting to like not knowing stuff but also kind of like say like it was weird it was like he was trying to say like i never said this but it's like yeah, you did. <laughs> and then he but was it's like, bro, you you did. And then yeah. and then he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I might have been a little crazy. <laughs> and so he was like admitting to being crazy on the Joe Rogan. You podcast. told people to go out there and kill Robert Mueller like six months ago. He, you fucking did he actually say that? Harass yeah, no, he did. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. And then he's like, go and get your guns. and We're going to take care of this right now. Like, he's like, what the fuck, dude? That's actually what got him kicked off of. Uh, I think it was Twitter. I think he had said something else also like clearly kind of inciting his followers to do some crazy shit um, before that to get kicked off of like Facebook and YouTube. Dang. And you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things like I think if you were to actually get, you know, evaluated, like I think that if a, you know, psychologist was to actually like watch or a psychiatrist was to actually like watch that episode of him on Joe Rogan, they could probably be like, yeah, this guy is just like mentally unfit at this point. Like, you know, before it w it was, you know, you could obviously guess that and say that, but it's just, you know, now you're like, once he admitted that he was a little out of it, like this guy is not fit to have his own show. Like he's not, he, he should not be on there with the influence that he has doing this sort of thing because he is clearly the puppet to whoever, is telling him to do stuff like this. Like Roger Stone was like one of those people, you know, like in the Roger Stone documentary, that's like, you mm -hmm. can see him over there, like just, you know, getting Alex Jones riled up and like admitting that, you know, he used him for things to get people riled up and stuff. Cause you know, it, it just is like, what the fuck? Like this guy 
should have never gotten that power because I think that he really like would just make something up on the spot and instantly believe it because he feels mm-hmm. like he has to say something to all of these people listening and it has to be yeah. something compelling and it has to be something like that's like, you know, that he has to keep it going. But he, I, I think that in one part of his mind, he really believes that he's doing good and that he really believes that he's doing the right thing but he's just so fucking out of it like he's so gone he's like he doesn't you know he's lost his damn mind dude right right on the nose man yeah right on the nose that i that was almost word for word how i was gonna fucking say that man like it, it's 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 a form of it's this weird yeah like honestly it's a form of psychosis that like i believe that they believe this shit and they work themselves all up into a frenzy not really taking time to reflect that like the echo chamber is actually you know emboldening this stuff because there's a very short kind of cycle from you know uh info war or like info wars to 4chan and vice versa back to uh you know up to fox news like there's a couple steps in between and like, oh man, like seeing some of the, okay, this is not one that like I had in front of me, like ready to lay out, but like, it actually is pretty interesting seeing how, oh, this person can just say this shit. And it's based off of like this thing, which is really just based off of like a tweet from this guy who like, you know, like probiotic or something like that, who lies all the time. Like it's, it really is kind of crazy. with like when you dig a little bit deeper into it and then you realize like, oh man, like, I actually do think like Alex Jones is kind of a sick person, like, like mentally, like, and I I think you take people who are kind of already on the edge like that, kind of on the fringe. I don't think he's exactly going to be a well-balanced dude if he never gets a TV show, but then you give them, you know, you give them fame, you give them money, you give them what they think is like purpose, you know, and they forget that like a lot of it was show and it was there and they start believing themselves in there like like tucker carlson wasn't always the worst possible person on earth like openly outright white supremacist at at least not outwardly you know but i feel like these people kind of buy into their own shit and get themselves deep like radicalize themselves almost in a way well yeah and then it's like you don't know where the act stops and where the person is like what is done in bad faith what do they genuinely believe what is you know cynical and evil versus what is they're like oh they think this is the right thing to do and i think it's i think at one point a lot of them like knew and then i feel like that just gets if you're at that level like that just gets muddy that's a really difficult thing for anybody to deal with and handle like fuck can you imagine if like suddenly you're just like you know one of the leading voices of like white supremacy or something like that even if like you accidentally became about it like that was like your tribe your team right and it's like and then you so, and it's easy for a person it's like kind of like a randy marsh thing you know from south park you know like you yeah just, yeah that that's that's a that is a great example of that kind of thing or mr garrison you know they get from, carried away in their own shit mr a perfect example is mr garrison who's like at one point like you know all about god and stuff and then he starts because he starts uh like 
he gets into Richard Dawkins, the the you know atheist that like con- mm-hmm. converts him yeah. over to atheism, and then he becomes like the full force, you know, like militant leader for these and uh, for like this these you know the new wave of atheism. And then it just like in the future <laughs> spreads into all these different, you know, um, denominations of atheism. And it was exactly. And it's just like you you become this intense thing. I mean, it's also probably like, you know, like at most dictators like Hitler, you know, like even on then. And then you get, mm-hmm. you put Hitler into this position of power because he's pissed off and he, he starts to say things that, you know, get other people who are like, you know, feeling that, you know, they were kind of. They needed something like him, somebody like him to to get them riled up and to bring back things the way that they used to be. And then you give Hitler a little bit of speed because, I mean, we all know he was mm-hmm. on speed, um, straight up, straight up been given speed. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's kind of like what fucking happens from it. Nobody really like realizes, oh, this guy has a fucking methamphetamine problem. Imagine if like we put some fucking <laughs> guy with like that was a tweaker just like on, you know, in a in a position of of power, like you know, like let's give a fucking random tweaker that's out there, um, some some. Honestly, like at this point, I'm wondering if maybe they're already used to it, like like uh like a fish that's already kind of like used to the water, you know, mm-hmm. before like get acclimated in. Like maybe they'd be better. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I'm honestly wondering at this point. This I'd vote for that. This whole conversation actually just reminded me of something that happened to me yesterday morning on the way to work. Which was really weird. I, I was going to post something about it on Facebook, but then I'm like, you know what? I don't, I just didn't feel like writing it out or like making it a thing, especially because. Oh, it happened so much to me. Yeah. yeah, it was just whatever. But I'm on my way to work and there was a guy yelling for me, yelling at me from across the street outside this liquor store in Garden Grove. And I'm like coming up to my windows down and I'm coming up to a stoplight to make a right turn. And this guy's yelling from across the street. He's like, hey, hey, buddy nice this nice that and like and and he's like this homeless homeless guy you know um and he was like out there smoking a cigarette outside the liquor store a white guy and at first i thought he was like complimenting my car or trying to say something or ask me for money you know from over there because he was just like hey like yelling at me and then i couldn't hear him i felt bad and all i heard was nice whip so i thought he was like complimenting my car which i thought was pretty funny thinking he was doing this to try to like you know schmooze me to get some money even though it was weird because yeah. it's from across the street and then he was just like that's a good line he just kept yelling stuff and i was like trying to gesture to him that i couldn't hear i'm like yeah you know like i can't hear and then he said like hey how you like dallas and i was just like what i just kind of like started laughing because what? it's like so random huh? he's like well you better get your ass back here because we don't want your kind around here like just straight up and then i'm like oh okay and then so Whoa. then it became apparent he starts you know like just belting out all this racist stuff against like brown people you know and i'm like what the fuck like but i i mean i wasn't like i could have flipped him off or i could have said something or i could have like whatever i just just, like i just didn't i i kind of just felt bad for the guy because especially right then like there was these two like mexican guys or i'm being racist myself i'm assuming they're mexican honestly no honestly that's my that's my first reaction too is like oh that's that's sad almost in a way it really is because it's like first of all does this guy know where he is like we weren't even in huntington beach of all places you know like where like that would be something you might expect there though it's never it's only Mm -hmm. happened to like the same thing literally happened to my dad and us when we were in the car like a guy was like yelling at us outside the store when we were little you know over kind of i think we were like over off of like uh 
what was it, MacArthur and, uh, you know, it was either MacArthur or like Slater and Beach, that area. And this guy mm-hmm. was like yelling at us and like saying stuff. And at first we didn't know what he was saying because we weren't expecting that sort of thing. You know, it doesn't really happen to us that often out there or anywhere. Mm-hmm. And once he was saying that, then I was like, oh shit, like this guy is, you know, white supremacist. And then these like Mexican guys walked out of this store that he was like right next to and then he got scared and ran away and that's the same thing that happened to this guy and i was just like dude like you're like in you know the part of garden grove where it's like mostly hispanics and then asian and like maybe you know five percent white people <laughs> like it's just well yeah you're not i mean it's not it's not a rational it's not a rational thing no you know? no it's it's the people like that that i you know that all this shit is worrying like uh, people should kind of be worried about the like white nationalism kind of being on the rise because like obviously like not everybody that supports trump is a white nationalist like that's that's crazy like yeah like yeah the overwhelming majority of them do not it is a very small group subset of people but they know though and i'm talking about like trump himself and the people who engineer these things they know that like they're talking to people who are almost there and they also know that they're talking to people who are straight up there like oh, yeah. he is out there on you know doing his fucking rallies and trying to he's he's saying the people who said that he uh was compromised by Russia which absolutely has been like <laughs> it's been proven uh but he's like the people who are saying that uh you know they are guilty of treason and he's like I don't know I think they they should be punished right and then all he just you could see all the people in the background just go into a fucking frenzy like a, just a, a bloodlust like yeah let's go fucking like kill Adam Schiff or something like that and like he knows he's doing this and spurring these people on and he's like well what no I didn't say to go and and kill somebody and it's like but dude like we're all watching the same thing like it's not slick like you're not doing any fa- nobody's doing anybody any favors by pretending like it isn't what it is man like that shit is just. It's, it's, you know, it's dangerous. It, I, I, let me close it because we're coming up on an hour here. Let me close it up with, the, with one of the uh, stats of the week. And that is that the 275 counties in which Trump held campaign rallies in 2016 had a 226% increase in hate crimes immediately, like, surrounding the events and rallies that he had. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's a very real and measurable effect that this stuff is having. And I, you know, just acknowledging it, I think is the first thing, this first step towards, you know, maybe doing something about it. We'll see. It's a difficult problem. It ain't easy. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, shit, I don't even know. I, I know that you wanted to wrap it up. I was also going to ask you because there was a couple things that had happened in the news that uh, since the last time we talked that were, you know, um, like a, a change up of things, you know, something that kind of went in the opposite direction of what people were expecting to happen. Um, one of them being uh, the the Mueller case uh, coming out and not being able to actually hold uh, Trump for anything. Um, as oh, Wait, dude, did we, God damn it, every week feels like two years. Did I actually talk about that on the show yet or not? No, I thought I already did. it happened right after the last time we recorded, basically. Uh, oh, son of a bitch! That's right. And then, right. And, okay. and then there's also the Jesse Smollett thing, where like he got charges <laughs> dropped from him, which is a weird thing for me too. Like just hearing that, you're just like, what the fuck, dude? Like all of this stuff is just so, you know, wishy washy. But it's like, 
I, I don't know. I didn't know what uh, if you what, well, what you were gonna go okay. off of on that. So. Okay. Damn. Okay. I I thought I had already covered that, which is why I didn't bring that up. But oh yeah, that is the biggest fucking thing right now. Okay. So uh, I will try to do this uh, somewhat uh, quickly, uh, not wasting too much time. But uh, the Jesse Smollett thing, like that, is just that that came at a fun time because it was so clearly like it's his family's connected. Like he personally knows like the attorneys that were handled in this. He's giving like. He's like forfeiting his bail bonds, right? And then just like getting off on 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 time, like, oh no, this is some this is some Chicago ass shit right here. Like yeah. it is so plainly like on his face, like oh no, this is like some straight like you paid to get out of this. This is some like celebrity, you know, getting away with it kind of bullshit. Okay, well and, I'm glad that you're yeah. acknowledging that and and still oh, saying 100%. that. Yeah, okay. Go and then oh, as on. much as it, as much as I liked Jesse before all this, right? Like. He was wrong. He's a fucking, like, he's shitty, you know? Right, okay. And he, just because, like, the charges get dropped doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Because justice is uh, because we're subjective. Because si- we're it's, seeing what, what on the other end that the charges got dropped and uh, that motherfucker's still guilty over there, too. <laughs> Talking about Trump. But it's it's been kind of a gift, though, for that to happen, like, uh, you know, like, two days within, uh, you know, what they were saying about... Uh, Oh, there's gonna be no further indictments, and they and they they're running with that, saying this is a complete exoneration, and it's like, no, it's nothing close to that. Even in the four pages that the dude who okay, just for some quick context for anybody who is not aware, our attorney general William Barr, he is a dude who was just rammed through Congress on like party lines. He is the guy who. Uh, engineered the pardoning for all of the Iran Contra scandals for the Reagan administration. He is he just started his job a month ago, and then he got the Mueller report, and in 48 hours he somehow was able to digest all you know uh, 300 plus pages of summary plus thousands and thousands I I think almost actually like a million pages of. Uh, of base evidence that the summary was kind of going from and he took 48 hours to digest it and then write out a four page you know summary of it which he has actually now since then walked back and said okay wait everybody was saying this is a summary i was not summarizing the report but it took him that long to kind of decide that the president was innocent and mind you he auditioned for this job by sending an un like unsolicited it's just like a like a spec script of uh of a like a memo to the court that was saying like i think the the Mueller investigation is unconstitutional and outrageous because xyz he did a 20 page write-up of that and just sent it into somebody because he knew the president would see it and he knew that's like oh okay that guy is technically qualified to be an attorney general and i've got you know all of the senate um or i've got my half of the Senate ready to confirm this dude at a drop. And he's like, not uh, on its face. obvious. like he is a partisan hack, but he's not like, uh, he's not like uh, Betsy DeVos who like he knew he knows from his fucking yacht club and like, you know, brings him like the guy actually has experience. And so it's harder to say like on its face, this is a, a plainly bad idea to, to sell to people who are not following this kind of thing. Right. Um, and so anyways, so this guy who, decided that Mueller's investigation was a crock of shit and that the pre- and that he can't he can't touch the president looked at all of his evidence in, in 2 days 
and decided, oh yeah, he came to the same conclusion that he had already come to months ago. So there's that to kind of contextualize the whole thing coming out. And even since then, he has walked it back. But now the president is saying, like they're just taking this and they're lying. They're just straight up like not saying the truth. They're saying, oh, this is complete exoneration. I did nothing wrong. There was no collusion. When even in the four-page summary that they wrote, they explicitly said like, oh yeah, there was just not, they're saying, oh, there wasn't enough evidence to like draw, to like put more indictments out. And it, it was just like, it's all this like very specific legal wording. And like they even, the quotes that they take, like the main quote is like, you know, the special counsel came to the conclusion that like, it does not, uh, it, you know, it, it it's not making a decision on whether or not the uh, president obstructed justice. But like, there's also like the start of that sentence is like, it, it's capitalized and then with like the bracket around it, meaning that like, it's not actually the start of a sentence. It was the middle of a sentence. And so it's like, it's like if you saw, uh, if you saw like a, a pull quote on a poster that was like, this was one of the greatest or like one of the dot, 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 best dot, dot, dot movies I've ever seen. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yo, what was that dot though? Like what kind of like shit are you guys trying to pull? So anyways, it's not over. It's never been over. And it, like, if you look at all the polling, like really nothing has changed. Every poll is the same goddamn poll. 40% of the people still think he's completely innocent and they're just projecting onto this whole situation uh, what they want to see on that. And everybody else is saying, oh, okay, yeah, no. So clearly this is just the same shit they've been doing. Like, we know it's not over. So can we just move past this and start with the subpoenas and everything like that? So yeah, there really isn't any news that happened. But I just wanted to kind of make sure the record got set straight to say like, yeah, nothing new has happened since then. There's no reason to fret like, oh, you know, that things are bad. And there's no reason to think that, oh, he's exonerated in any way. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Just because he wasn't uh, convicted of any of these things, then it's like, doesn't mean that he didn't do them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, I know we started like around 10 minutes ago. Bree just texted me uh, uh, a Google. Or, uh, she googled average attention span and then just took a screenshot and just sent that to me <laughs> why? why is she in the room with you savage as fuck no she i think she she worked downstairs for something but i don't know that that was pretty fun like that deserved to get fucking called out and so yeah well we, we can uh we can go over this i think more uh next week because there, i mean really there's not a lot of news to tell yeah it's a lot of people pretending like there was news. A lot of people just trying to make a lot of much do about nothing because they're grasping at straws and whatever they can. And this victory lap shit, it's, it's dangerous. And further, you know, like one more piece of evidence on my, like, hey, we should really seriously be considering a plan for if 2020 comes around, Donald Trump loses the election and then refuses to give up power. I think this is the first, like, I, I it sounds crazy, but I actually sounding less and less crazy to me every day. Wow that anywho uh, <laughs> yeah that would be uh that would be a very interesting thing to say at least i i don't know like i don't oh yeah i wouldn't even know how to go into uh processing that but at this point of where we are in the world in with humanity the existence of humanity uh it is pretty unpredictable 
to say the least. And yeah. I, I realize it's, more and more with tough. everything that with everything that does happen that literally anything can happen. You know, and so mm-hmm. it's important to just, you know, be as aware as possible, but also, you know, try to just keep your wits about you and keep you out there, uh, you know, taking care of yourself any way you can. Um, and, you know, find that balance. Yeah, man. find that balance. Like it's it's not it's not don't despair. That's like not going to help anybody. And right. don't You know, huddle in. You know, you really got to know what's the right amount that you can take in and still get up in the morning yeah you know what i mean you gotta you gotta balance it out be proactive and you know find a way to not let it scare you and despair exactly so um yeah i mean if take heart we'll be okay we all got each other yeah we we're we're still i mean there's always that different uh way of looking at it not to compare suffering or anything but uh we i i was also thinking about it in, in ways of like you know even if no matter how bad it is I'm still thankful to be alive. I'm still thankful to be here in the house that I'm in right now. You know, I have roof over my head. I have uh, food. I've got all that stuff, all the stuff that you you're told to be thankful for on a regular basis. You know, um, you know, you really Never should side of that. You, you really should be, you know, and it's important. I think that things can shift around for people tremendously when they really spend more time focusing on what they're grateful with for in their life because then it does attract more of those things and if you're attracting it for yourself you're also going to be probably attracting it for the people around you or you know the the community you're going to be bringing more opportunity um you know for the people around you because if you're in good spirits then you know it's it's gonna resonate so um absolutely I truly believe that. I really, I really do believe in all that stuff, the, all the energy and all the power transference that you know cannot necessarily be measured so easily. I think that there is uh, that the law of attraction is definitely a real thing, and we all just got to get out there and do our best. So, um, mm-hmm. thank you all for listening to this. What, what, what have we got going on that they need to know about, Phil? Oh man, uh, I, you know, they can see me walking past the window in my underwear uh monday through friday you know between the hours of like 9 30 a.m and 11 30 a.m got it uh if people want to come check out that live show it's free so that's cool um other than that though i don't have anything to promote well you know i've got a couple things we've got the uh we've got the uh lost in the sauce pre-party at the epic lounge in downey this weekend it's a fundraiser to raise some extra money before we head out next the next weekend dang it's already coming up super quick or maybe the following weekend but anyway so yeah this weekend at the epic lounge in downey it's going to be the lost in the sauce pre-party it's going to be some really really dope shit going on also the following week is going to be mutate we're moving locations um it's going to be at uh, catch one now uh, formerly known as uh, union um, much bigger space. Oh, okay. The production, uh, the storyline is just getting so dope. I don't know if I told you or mentioned we actually, they're making a comic book based off of this now. And so that's fucking rad. Like they're actually taking uh, the story and, and creating a comic book for what we're doing. And it's just so insane to be part of something like this. It's like a dream come true. I couldn't be more stoked on it. Um, And yeah, so that that's going to be a great show to check out. And then the following week, uh, following weekend is Lost in the Sauce. And then after that, it's Desert Hearts. So 
I'm going to see hopefully a lot of you people there. Um, fucking, and just, it's, it's going to be busy as hell. And I'm going to have a lot to talk about after all that. Gonna be busy and broke as fuck. Busy, broke, broken, but fulfilled spiritually, you know, all it's, yeah, I'm going to, I'm glad I'm getting I mean, it's a little long for your autobiography title, but I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm super glad that I am getting sick now because hopefully I will just, you know, become immune to whatever's floating around out there by the time we actually have to get going because it's going to suck to be busy doing all this stuff. Lots of stuff going on. Got to get healthy. So, uh, yeah, eat your Wheaties kids or actually, you know, don't stay away from all that. Cause you got the, you know, the sugar and then the high, you know, um, yeah, whatever. Just eat your vitamins. Exactly. Fuck eat Wheaties, do drugs. These vegetables and get clean, clean out your colon so that you could do lots of drugs and they could, you know, affect you in a better way. <laughs> no. And hail Satan, of course. Yeah, all, all that. No, no. You know, subscribe to the show. Uh, like us. Tell your friends about us. Follow and, uh, you know, go donate some money to the Psychedelic Lions Dens. Go fund me. Help our broke asses get there. Because we're still, we're going to be scrambling here in just a minute. You can go check it out at the Psychedelic Lions Den, Ghost of the Lost in the Sauce, GoFundMe. Even a dollar helps. It will, it really does. We've got some cool incentives uh, for you to donate as well. So if you donate some money, you get stuff back. Check it out. Um, it would be, it would be a huge favor. But you know, you can always find me at uh, Hood Rat Stuff on Instagram. That's Hood Rat Stuff with three Fs. Follow Psychedelic Lions Den. That's Psychedelic underscore Lions underscore Den. And yeah, Phil at Nobody Cares you Phil. You can find me at Nobody Cares Phil on Instagram and Phil Nobody Cares on Twitter. It's been a real laugh riot this week. So go check that out. <laughs> right on. Yeah, keep get more in depth with the, the stuff that's going on out there in the world. If you feel that, you know, what you're hearing right here is something that you want to hear more of or that you need to get a little bit more clear information on, go check all that stuff out too. So um, yeah. Well, thank you all for tuning in and listening to us again, putting up with our shenanigans. Uh, we really appreciate y'all. Uh, we really appreciate all of you. Fuck, am I turning into Donald Trump now and saying words all fucking funny? Shit. I think so, man. The cult, the 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 syphilis is starting to get to you. So go ahead, get some sleep. Yeah, I I and actually just chugged some Nyquil, so that's you know gonna that's probably what's what's going on right now. That would explain the last 20 minutes. Yeah. So um, we thank you all for tuning in. As always, let it bleed.